Welcome to On Health with Houston Methodist. I'm Zach Moore. I'm a photographer and editor here, and I've worked in multimedia and television for over 15 years, and I'm also a longtime podcaster. I'm Katie McCallum. I'm a former researcher turned health writer, mostly writing for our blog. And Katie, do you drink diet soda? Yeah, I have one pretty much every day. Every day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if I go a day without having one, it's kind of rare. Sometimes I'll have two. I like I have decided that I only want to have one a day, but then some days you just like need two. Caffeine free diet soda. Caffeine free diet soda. That's where I'm at in life now. Bedtime's important to me, and if I have caffeine past like noon, that's a no go. So what are you getting out of these drinks? If you're, it's all about the flavor. It's just you know it's the hit of flavor. Wow. Yeah. The caffeine free diet soda. Do you drink diet soda? You know, as I've probably said on this podcast on and off, I've gone through spurts of being healthy and spurts of being unhealthy yeah. in my I life. Think, I don't think that's different from a lot of people. So. <laughs> you know, I'm unique in that way. No. <laughs> but I've never really made diet soda a drink of choice. I might, after this conversation you're going to hear about today, <laughs> listeners, but I've either been like, okay, well, if I'm going to drink a a soft drink, I'm going to drink a soft drink. And, and by all, that, you mean, so you mean full, full, full? Yeah. Full sugar soda. No, no caffeine free. No diet. No zero. It's like they're all all or nothing. Equally unhealthy. That was kind of my mindset. It's like oh. it's either gonna be water or it's gonna be soft drinks. Okay. Like I, I felt okay. like I don't want to like compromise. Like I, I could never really see, at least to me personally, the return on investment of like I'm gonna drink something that tastes worse than what I want, mm. and is there really that much health benefit? Which is really what we're talking about in this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, but I see your side of it. That's fair. I mean, I would say that my taste buds, I think, have acclimated because now if I go have a full sugar soda, it actually tastes like I don't like, I don't prefer that taste anymore. But I see your point. It's also that process of acclimating your taste buds might take a while. So you're like, why am I drinking this? It's gross. And I don't know, maybe it's not healthy. Who do we talk to to dig into this? So we talked to Dr. Carla St. Andre. She's an endocrinologist here at Houston Methodist. And we talked about diet soda, how it ranks health-wise versus regular soda, zero sugar sodas, other soft drink alternatives, new sweeteners, how that might affect your body. You've heard all the new sweetener studies, so we talked some about that. And just really some recommendations on, look, if you're craving a soft drink, what should you do? Sounds great. Let's get into it. I'm here with Dr. Carla St. Andre. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. So we got soda, we got diet soda, we got zero sugar soda. Let's break some of this down. So what exactly is the difference between diet soda and quote unquote regular soda? Is the sugar. Okay. Yeah, the artificial sweetener in the diet sodas. We have sucrose, which is the regular sugar, you know, found in plants and foods. So that's what uh, is used for regular sodas, any type of flavor. The diet family or the cereal family they use uh, artificial sweeteners, which is non-calorie or low-calorie, like sucralose or aspartame. Now, are some artificial sweeteners, quote-unquote, better or healthier than others? It's hard to answer that question. There's mm-hmm. so many studies, uh, recent studies on uh, meta-analysis of randomized controlled trials in human populations and rodents. And rodents, sometimes they find differences between the type of artificial sweetener and they say, oh, um, sucralose or aspartame, each 
uh, one of each may increase the risk of weight gain or development of diabetes, usually in rodents rats. But in human studies, there's no difference. Now, they're, they're different. You know, some of them, most of them get absorbed in the circulation and some of them pass throughout the, the GI tract. So, for example, aspartame and acelsoftame, those ones don't get um, all the way to the colon, but the ones that get all the way through the colon, like sucralose and stevia, those can affect the flora because some bacteria may use them for their own sugar energy production. So there's some, you know, debate if they, if so, you know, some of the artificial sweeteners can affect the the microbiome. Now the. Uh the acid in diet soda, is that the most quote-unquote dangerous part about it? or I don't think so. So acid, it mostly comes from like, it has a little bit of levels of potassium. But if you do drink a lot of diet soda, and not only diet soda, but mineral water, that can cause uh, problems in mineralization of the bones. So diet soda is bad in high quantities. It can lead to increased risk of kidney stones, and it's just not good for the bones. But the acid is not going to cause someone to have acid blood, no. So from the sounds of it, there's not really, oh, if you're going to drink one diet soda, drink this diet soda. It's all pretty much, well, there's a give and take with with all of them, really. And yeah. It really depends on how your own physical biology works because everybody's different. And you never really know how it's going to interact. Based on, you know, Because some people gain weight faster mm-hmm. when they drink you know, regular soda and some people don't. And it's sometimes, you know, it's just, it's amusing to me when you're like, I'm going to be healthy today and get a double cheeseburger and a large fry and a diet Coke, right? That's how the... <laughs> oh my God. Yes. That is the problem. Yes. Yeah. No, if you were to choose a regular soda or a diet soda, choose a diet soda. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything in excess is bad. And studies in animals, like in rodents, show that excess... Artificial sweeteners can cause problems with weight gain in rodents, not in humans. I mean, I don't know if there may be people who are drinking like two gallons of diet soda. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. But Probably in my youth I was, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But if you are to, you know, if you were to choose in between regular soda and diet soda, I just, I recommend go for the second one. Is there, is there like a recommended limit? Like, I don't want <laughs> of like, hey. If you don't drink more than like one or two a day, no, probably the recommended limit is probably zero. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, if you ask a nephrologist or you ask a cardiologist, stop diet soda, stop. But sometimes <laughs> it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. uh, lots of patients, that's the only thing that they have, like, you know, that gives them that sweet sensation instead right. of going grabbing the chocolate bar or something like that. So, I'd rather. You know, have them. I, I mean, if you were going to have a diet soda, one a day, and that's it. A small one, not two, two liter. You know, I, I found that those little cans, mm-hmm. like what are they, eight ounces, like the mini cans, those are way more like manageable. Yeah. I think because I struggle with drinking soda and not drinking soda. I do. It's, <laughs> it's a battle. The struggle is real, my friends. But I found that if you, like anything, if you condition yourself, like slowly, because you can't mm-hmm. just, you know, flip a switch, but you get the smaller cans and you drink those, then that's going to be enough for you. Like, I mm-hmm. found myself before just just drinking it down in these traditional 12-ounce cans, just drinking them, and then like, oh, let me go drink another one, right? But then, you know, I started to get these smaller 6-ounce cans, and then if you just, okay, this is what I have here, <laughs> slowly sip that, and you get, you know, less and less. And uh, But you're right, though, that it, it creates a craving, and 
does drinking diet soda increase your craving for real sugar? Like, is it? No, it's, see, those studies, no, there's no data. There's no data that diet soda will increase your cravings for sh- more sugar There's uh, or hunger or uh, glucose absorption. So, no, maybe it's, you know, usually when you drink diet soda, there's, you know, you're eating something else with it or definitely can increase the risk of dehydration. Mm. So, and dehydration by itself is, you know, it's thirst. Some people confuse hunger with thirst. Right. So that may be the problem there. It does not increase your craving for sugar. Okay. So it's not, it's not a gateway drink to <laughs> yeah. higher levels of sugar and soft drinks. Gotcha. Gotcha. There's so many iterations of these diet sodas and whatnot. There's, you know, there's your diet soda and there's your, your caffeine free soda. Right. Mm-hmm. How, do, how does that play into it? Like, and I've even seen like the diet caffeine free. It's like the, the, you put so much stuff on the label now. It's like overwhelming. But uh, how does caffeine free iterations of these sodas work in all this? So caffeine is just caffeine. It'll just increase the risk of dehydration. It's caffeine like regular coffee. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't carry, it doesn't increase the calories or anything like that. And it doesn't make you hold on to more water. It just will increase the risk of dehydration. It's just coffee. If you like it with coffee, go ahead. If you don't, just extra caffeine. It's like you're drinking a little bit of coffee. You know, I've never really been a coffee fan, honestly. So okay. when I was when I was younger, uh, I used to work in television and work the morning shift, right? So I get up and all these people are drinking coffee, and I would drink like uh, I drink like soda. three or four <laughs> cans of soda. Not healthy, but you know, when you're like 22 years old. You know, you shouldn't do it, but your your body can manage it more, right? And that's, you know, that's unsustainable. And I always thought to myself, I don't know, that those people are drinking a lot of coffee with a lot of sugar. Maybe it cancels out. Maybe, like, maybe what I'm doing is just as, you know, healthy or unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it's a wash, right? That's kind of how I saw it. Is that, is that is accurate it, or? No, I mean, I have lots of patients that they, instead of having morning coffee, they have two, two diet sodas or mm-hmm. two regular sodas because of the caffeine. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's healthy. I recommend, like, try to get your black coffee if possible. If not, you may want to put some artificial sweetener um, against regular sugar because I have treated a lot of people with diabetes. Mm-hmm. But the, the least amount of sugar or artificial sweetener you could put in, that's the best. Yeah, it is interesting how your body can condition itself one way or the other, right? You keep drinking soda, you get desensitized. That's why you drink, like, four or five, right? But if you – because I've gone, I've gone on, uh, you know – spurts where i've like okay no soda i'm just drinking water and and i you know i've seen the results energy drinks is something i've never really gotten into like i I, there's been some like every now and then like if there's like a quote-unquote healthier one maybe i'll try one of those out because again i'm like searching for that start your day alternative to coffee right Mm -hmm. i'm like oh an energy drink sure but uh, I know some people that like it's uh, it's a routine for them. Like they got to drink there. I can't start my day without my two fill in the blank energy drinks, right? And w- how do those factor into this whole world of you know liquids that you drink, but maybe you shouldn't be drinking the energy drinks? Yeah, I don't support energy drinks a, a lot. Like if you want to go ahead, but be careful because there's cases of like those usually energy drinks have a lot of caffeine, mm-hmm. excessive amounts of caffeine. There's people who have developed arrhythmias and up in the ER because of, of energy drinks. So I, I'm not a fan of those. So if I rather you drink a diet soda in the morning than an energy drink. Okay, so I'm doing it right then. Yeah, it. you're doing the right thing. <laughs> More with Dr. St. Andre after this. 
From annual checkups to managing chronic conditions, your health care should be personalized to you. At Houston Methodist, our primary care doctors provide customized care for you and your family with more than 40 convenient locations across greater Houston. We offer a variety of ways to get care, from in-person and virtual appointments to same-day visits when you're sick. Choose your doctor and schedule online at HoustonMethodist.org slash stay healthy. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. And we're back with Dr. St. Andre. So say a patient comes to you and says, look, trying to get a hold of this. I know I drink too many soft drinks. What can I do about this? How do I, how do I get off <laughs> this soda addiction, if you will, right? Is diet soda an answer or is it a transitionary answer to, to no soda at all? Like, What would you recommend to a patient who comes to you with this? I would recommend, you were actually right. So if someone is coming and drinking regular soda, I will, rec- I will tell them, try to switch to diet soda. And sometimes it's hard because they're like, oh, I hate the taste. You know, that's why I'm so addicted <laughs> to the regular soda. Exactly. So I would recommend, what about you trying a little bit of, you know, the different diet sodas or Coke Zero, which is, you know, has different sweetener. And if they're not able to do that, I just tell them, well, try to drink the least possible amount of soda. So my kind of idea or about dieting is you shouldn't need to completely cold turkey or get rid of the foods that you like if you enjoy soda then that's fine okay what what about you just take it you know drink a bit of a a little bit of sips and then just throw it or buy the small cans Mm. or in that you were saying um, my recommendation to my patients is not to get rid 100% of those things. It's, sometimes it's impossible. Look at the environment where we live. Everywhere you go, uh, there's a soda there, there's this there, this there. Yeah. So um, I just tell them about 80% of your diet should come from foods that are healthy, natural things, including water. And then 20% of your diet should come from things that you enjoy. If you want a cookie, if you want that soda... If someone is drinking regular soda, I strongly recommend switch to another one that is artificially sweetened. So yeah, the the no cold turkey approach is good because you probably come back crash harder, right? When you when it's you come hor- back to it. Yeah, it's hor. I mean, there's people who do it perfectly, and that's that's good. I mean, I have patients that say no, it's either all or nothing. Okay, if you're that <laughs> type of person, go ahead, mm-hmm. stop it, cold turkey. But most of us, we are not like that. Most of us, we cannot just cold turkey unless you're doing one thing at a time, like switching your diet from one extreme to the other is so hard. So you have to do it slowly. Uh, so the best way is just to reduce the amount. Okay, you're drinking two sodas a day. How about you just decrease it to one? A day and then the next time maybe do that for about a month and then then go down to half a soda or every other day or once a week or twice a week if you say i can't stop drinking my sodas then one a day that's fine the least amount you can maintain you know what i mean i drink my soda i drink it once a week or twice a week or sometimes (laughs) I go months without drinking them sometimes I go a week drinking a soda a day so final thought here as we wrap up how would you rank from healthy to unhealthy regular soda diet soda zero sugar soda and let's just throw it in energy drinks that's a hard question well (laughs) kind of hard and not a hard question so I would do water first right water there you go um then diet zero 
in those categories. You can either do one or the other. They they have artificial sweeteners, so they're the same okay. basically. I don't recommend energy drinks at all. I mean, I've okay. had them when I was in residency just uh-huh. to stay awake, but there's big. I had cardiologists who were just like, no, never do that. I would say regular soda and energy drinks. Okay, where does sweet tea fit in on that? So, <laughs> equal to regular soda. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I'm really going to consider some diet soda now because I've, I've been trying the cold turkey approach. We talk, I've been like, all right, I really like my fill in the blank, but like, we drink some water for a few days. Oh, let me have a soft drink. Oh, I had one. Might as well have four. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you're, back, oh, okay. you're back in the pattern, right? No, just decrease it to the least that you can. Yeah. One diet soda a day, that's okay. Just try to drink the same amount of water, but plus more water, of course. Right, like. right, of course. All right, well, Dr. St. Andre, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. This has been very informative. I'm going to go home and I don't know what I'm going to drink yet, but it's not going to be an energy drink or regular soda. So (laughs) thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. So Katie, after that, I think I'm going to start drinking diet soda, at least in the place of my regular sodas that I drink. Yeah. I think what I heard was that if you're using it as a way to not drink full sugar soda, it's okay to have a diet soda a day. I will be continuing to drink my diet soda per day. Cool. Caffeine free. I was glad too. She talked about the caffeine implications of some of the drinks. Uh, made me feel better about my caffeine diet soda that you were kind of making fun of me about. Um, <laughs> it turns out that's probably a good decision. Obviously, there's not as much caffeine in a diet soda as energy drinks. Um, yeah, but, well, that's what we learned. Don't drink energy yeah, drinks. I mean, it sounds like that's a hard pass for she her. She was seriously against energy drinks, which is great because I rarely ever drink energy drinks myself. Yeah, I. I have never. I think I like tried a sip of one once and was like, "Gross, that's disgusting." And I, I to me, like, I don't drink soda for the caffeine. I drink coffee for caffeine, so I don't really need a coffee replacement. Happy, happy to get my caffeine that way. I think too with diet soda, and she mentioned, and I was glad to hear. I, I have often heard that, oh, it's this, it's the artificial sweeteners and the sodas that might be bad for you. Right. Then, you know, it's, oh, they cause weight gain. I think what she mentioned, these studies just aren't showing that uh, in that in people that's happening. At a larger scale is their concern. You know, maybe there's a lot of factors involved. So these things that, you know, the artificial sweeteners, maybe we need to learn more about them, but they're not as bad as maybe sometimes people on the internet and other places make them out to be. Yeah, and that was a huge takeaway for me as well. Like when we're talking about, oh, you, you get this, you get a diet, soda but then you get this incredibly unhealthy meal it's like it's it all kind of yeah. works together it's like no if you're if you're if you're seeking out eating healthy meals and things like that it's all going to kind of take care of itself but it, just this one little component is not going to change and and that's a trap i fall into it's like well i was drinking these diet drinks and i'm still blah, 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 blah. yeah maybe you should be eating fries right i was about <laughs> to say I, I do give myself i feel better when i have a diet soda with like a burger and fries <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, one of those. I'm gonna admit it i mean yeah that's an extra 200 calories i'm saving yeah not everything's about calories that's um true. i do want we should probably make that point I feel like when we were younger, it was like 120 calories. Am I imagining that? I, I feel like it's well, gone we, up. We did used to have the, the cane sugar uh, sodas mm. back back in the day. We're not that old, Zach. Back but in the I day. Mean, <laughs> I like that you had her kind of rank all the drinks. I <laughs> found that to be very helpful. I mean, I, I don't think the answer was all that surprising necessarily, but it is nice to get that validation of, okay, obviously water, healthiest thing you can put in your body. Diet sodas up there as better things to drink than a full sugar soda definitely better than the energy drink as she reiterated <laughs> i thought that was really fun so that was nice to know 
Yeah, you wouldn't have a spectrum. Like, if, like I want if I'm going to be unhealthy, I need to know how unhealthy I'm being. Right, back to the all or nothing mentality right, that exactly. you clearly have with beverages. <laughs> yes, I think she gave you that for sure. Right. Well, as we talked about last season, Katie, your body is ninety percent water, so it's important yep. to stay hydrated. I'm glad you took that away incorrectly. Still. <laughs> Still 70% water. Mine might be some percentage of diet soda, but uh, <laughs> you're still wrong on the 90%, Zach. All right, that's going to do it for us this time. And be sure to share, like, and subscribe on Health with Houston Methodist wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this conversation, for more topics like this, visit our blog at houstonmethodist.org slash blog. Stay tuned and stay healthy. Houston Methodist Hospital has been named the best hospital in Texas for 11 years in a row by U.S. News and World Report. Houston Methodist Hospital is the number one hospital in Texas and number 15 in the nation. We are nationally ranked in 10 specialties, the most in the state. For more than 100 years, we have provided you the best and safest clinical care, advanced technology, and patient experience. That's our promise of leading medicine. Houston Methodist, leading medicine.